The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, what lengths would you go to to get planning permission? Well, for some married couples, it's not only love at first sight, it's also love at second sight. S-I-T-E. It appears that some Galway couples have been faking breakups to secure planning for a second one-off house in addition to their own family home. Noel Thomas is a Fianna Fáil councillor in Moycullen and he's calling for some new policy to be drawn up which will prevent any loopholes being exploited. And Noel, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Tell us exactly what's happening. How are they doing this? Well, can we just go back to the beginning of it first, Pat, if you don't mind, just to explain to your listeners, because this debate arose at our plenary meeting last Monday, and uh, the debate arose on the basis that we should be bringing in a new policy to allow uh, couples who separated or get divorced to qualify for a housing need again in order to be able to get planning. Now, in theory, I have no issue with that whatsoever, because, you know, if somebody lives in a local area, I think they should be entitled to get planning permission. But, as you pointed out yourselves there, that there is... There's a lot of downfalls in, in relation to this, and there's lots of ways in which the system can be cheated. And, okay, one of those ways is, as I said, somebody can pretend that they're getting a separation or pretend that they're going, that they're separate, they're, they're being divorced. Now, we all know that these need legal documents or whatever in order to be able to, to qualify, but it's not that difficult of a, of a thing to do if you really want to, to actually get a legal document to say that you are separated or divorced. Well, I mean, you get, get some a, some friendly solicitor to draw something up to indicate that you are now separated or divorced. Because well, you, know, you can be separated and never get divorced because you might have a philosophical objection to the whole notion of divorce. You know, you tie the knot forever until death do you part. Um, so you might never get divorced. So a solicitor could draw up a, a letter saying uh, Joe A and Mary B have now finally separated and are living separate lives. Yeah, but I mean, you just hinted there, Pat, yourself at the idea that it would need to be a friendly solicitor, whereas in actual fact, it wouldn't need to be a friendly solicitor at all. Any solicitor would, would more or less be obliged to do it for you for once you can, you know, clearly show them that you are separated. And, as I said, and, that and how would you do that? Because I remember when all the original divorce debates were going on, that the whole idea when you had to live apart for so many years before you could get a divorce, you could live apart while living in the same house. You know, yes. she's in the front bedroom, he's in the back or whatever it might be. And this would qualify as living apart for the purposes of the law. So you could have two people with exactly the same address going to a solicitor and saying, we are separated. Please yeah. draw up a letter to that effect. So this is where the debate sort of started from, because, I mean, you can go and you can say you're separated, which means that you only have to leave, live, I think, one year apart or something. But the other side, the other, what I was highlighting on that is there needs to be stronger policies in place than that to ensure that, that what you're doing is correct. So if you go down the road of, say, insisting that somebody has to be divorced, I think that uh, and, and nowadays I think you have to be living apart from one another for at least two yeah. out of the last three, no, but three the, years the, or something. The, the but wrinkle in this maybe that hasn't occurred to you, Noel, because uh, you weren't probably politically involved at the time of the original divorce debates. The wrinkle is um, that you could live apart you could be separated while actually living in the same house yes for the purposes of the law so here you have two people going to a friendly solicitor and they are both uh, intent on getting permission for this maybe holiday home or a a home they might sell on the open market once they get it built so they decide to uh, cheat the system so both of them go in with the the letters from the solicitor and where are you living now Oh, well, I'm living in number 24. And where are you living, sir? Well, I'm living in number 24, but we're separated. And the solicitor would be obliged to believe them and write the letter. 
Is that and it? this is and it's exactly Pat, and this is where the whole debate arose from. I mean, you could even have a situation where you know somebody could actually go living apart. So you could have somebody say renting a room down the road someplace else, and that's them living apart, and it's easy enough to prove something like that. Yeah, but should but you use your brother's address? You could, of course, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so to actually draft up a policy in relation to this is 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 kind of seriously flawed, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, so, so we all know, I mean, we all it's, it's a good idea that so. if you get families that are fragmented and if people have a, 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 land, a site anywhere on their own land, they might or buy a site down the road uh, that they could live close enough to keep the family cohesion together because they have separated or divorced, but visitation for the kids and so on. That's all very worthy. But I'm struggling to see how you can um, devise a policy because you don't want the planning officers to be the kind of marital police. Yeah, and that's why I'm agreeing with what you're saying, Pat, here on the sea. This is why I was arguing about actually forming a policy for this. My argument was is that it's very hard to actually put a, a steady or solid policy in place here. But, I mean, you take you take the, the aspect where you could have a son or a daughter of your own there who was living, you know, they, they built a house out in the countryside in your land, and it happens, people separate. And some separations can be nasty and all the rest and end up with uh, people in, in difficult financial uh, situations. And But there's no way, you see, in a genuine case like that, Pat, there's no way you can tell me that that person should not qualify again for a housing need to be able to build in their own family lands again. And see, this is where the problem is. But we need a policy in place, but it's incredibly difficult to put a policy in place that's going to be strong enough to be able to uphold itself. So... I have to say, to be very honest with you, Pat, my preference on this, right, my preference on this from the very beginning would have been that a director of services for planning in your county that should have the final say in this. And if something was wrote, it was to be written into a county development plan, that's what should be written in, is rather than a policy on, on, on people being able to get planning again after being separated, the policy should be clearly written to say that a director of services would have the option to grant a planning permission or grant a, a housing need again to a person based on the information that could be compiled in relation to that couple yeah. and their split up and everything well, else. I mean, and then it could be done fairly. Yeah. Uh, the, the final uh, thing, I suppose, is that you could insist upon a court-authorised uh, legal separation. You see, it's one thing to be separated and not bother spending the money on solicitors and so on except to get this valuable letter for planning. Um, but you could go to the courts to get your legal separation ratified and the local planning officer then would see that and would have no choice but to acknowledge that, yes, indeed, they are separated. Uh, so we will consider, as we would consider every other application, uh, the, the the planning put in by uh, either or both parties. Yes, I think that would have to be part of what I am saying, that you would, sub- that you would submit to a, a, a planning director of services as well. But again, Pat, I mean, you've got to understand there are people out there that, you know, that, that are not uh, lacking in, in funding, and they can afford to do that sort of stuff again, no problem if they want it. So, all right, well, it's, it's an impossible sort of a it's case. It's a conundrum. But at the same time, but at the same time, it's something that has to be solved. Yeah. As I said to you, the only way I can see it doing it is that a director service make a fair decision based on the information that's compiled mm. by that couple. Noel and Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. Noel is a Fianna Fáil councillor for Moy Cullen. An interesting conundrum there in County Galway. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.